So, hello and welcome to the Talks Tonight podcast today. I'm joined with Niall and Toby from Taxi with Strangers. And just to kick it off straight away, why are you called Taxi with Strangers? What's the background to that name? So that, that sort of spun from a, a, a situation which Jake, the league guitarist and founding member, sort of found himself in a bit of a situation where I think he was... From what I remember, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he was either travelling to Liverpool or Manchester and he had to change somewhere, but there was a problem with the train, so there was a cancellation or something, and it meant that him and his mate uh, needed to get a taxi to sort of crew or something like that to change, and I think just a few other people were in the same boat, yeah. and uh, either him or the people that they got the taxi with sort of just said, oh, well, we'll all jump in one. And uh, we'll go to, go and get this uh, connection together, and that's where it sort of spun from. Taxi with strangers. So I think it was literally getting a taxi with a stranger. <laughs> yeah, so it's literally what it says on the tin. Yeah, because it's um it's quite a unique name for a band. Like I've never really seen a band like that before. And I suppose it goes with like your sound being quite unique. Because uh, we were going to discuss your latest single, Time. Um, and I was listening to it and I was like, I can't really put my finger on the influences. So, like, for you both, what are your influences musically? Do you want to go on that now? Um, yeah, my well, my musical influences are a bit more sort of like post-punk alternatives, uh, which is what I'm trying to bring to the band. But um, see, I wasn't actually uh, in the band when Time came out, but... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's a bit. Um, I, can't, I can't can't quite place it myself. Really, where the sort of sound comes from. I think we all draw experiences, um, draw inspirations from like so much different stuff. We're all, all coming coming at it from different angles. So yeah, for me, that's was, sorry. For me, it was a bit different because I when I first joined the band, I was already playing in another band, which was uh, punk band. So I, and I'd only recently started drumming as well. So I was playing a completely different genre of music. Um, but I think for me, when I was playing punk, I was out of my comfort zone. It's not sort of what I wanted to play. It's just the situation arise where like there was a band needing a drummer at that time. Yeah. Whereas like, so then I started looking for other things sort of more suitable for me. So like, I always wanted to play more stuff like what I was listening to, Arctic Monkeys, you know, sort of Circle Waves, that sort of stuff. And uh, it just so happened that Jake and Adam like started out a, a decent little band doing covers in the area that I wanted to do. But then I always wanted to push for originals as well. So then I think like Niall says, you sort of draw on everything like obviously your your uh, influences, but sort of for me they're so vague and so different. I that's why our music sort of from one song to the next changes yeah. a little bit. So like, I don't if you've heard Charity Shop Mannequin, that's a more sort of punky sounding yeah. rock Dorsey, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas Time is again, it's it's different. It's a little bit more chilled out. Um. But again, it still carries like a sort of rocky, indie rocky riff to it as well. So it's um yeah. I was yeah. told I was told that uh, Dave sounded like Julian Casablancas, is it? Which I'm not really sure <laughs> where that comes from, but I'm not sure if that's a intentional thing or 
No, um, well, I mean, we'll talk about your recent single. Something, I mean, it's not too recent, but it is, like you said before we started this, it's gaining a bit of traction. And you did just mention Second Waves, and that is once, like, sort of sound, I think it's the last minute of time where I could hear a sort of Second Waves influence behind it. So, like, um, well, I mean, first of all, what's the reaction been to time? Because it appears to be one of your most, one of your biggest hits so far. Yeah, it's been really good. Um, we, um, when we released it, it, we were sort of in a stage where we'd released a few songs and we, we were all very new to sort of uh, releasing on Spotify and sort of major music platforms. So none of us had really done that before. So it sort of became a bit of like a competition, whereas like some of the songs maybe I wrote and some of the songs Jake wrote, uh, we're just sort of like having a bit of banter scene which one's got the most hits on the first day and things like that. So, I mean, when we first released, it was very much sort of almost clock watching the streams, you know, going on every day, seeing how it is. And and it was doing, it, it did really well. And um, not just that, but we were starting to notice sort of it moving out of sort of friends and family into sort of a wider audience, which was quite nice to see as well. Um, and then as you'd expect, it, it sort of, maybe peaked and plateaued and then suddenly it's getting traction again and people listening and again outside of our usual audience so it's doing really well um and i think it's it's good for us as well because like we have like i say we've got a few songs now which we will be planning to release in the upcoming months and um if we can keep that momentum and people listening then you know it's only it's only going to do us do as good really so it's been it's been really good yeah yeah well uh Niall from your perspective where do you see the band going in the near future like what are your aims for 2021 well I think I think we could go somewhere since I've joined there's been a massive change in um the attitude and like how long has it been now maybe six months would you say yeah, maybe, maybe six months, maybe a, bit maybe a little bit longer. But um, since like the first time I came to just sort of audition and 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 now um, the songwriting we, we've been doing recently, it's uh, it, it's decent and we're getting tighter as a band. So I think you know when gigs start coming up again, hopefully we can start playing bigger places. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's possible, definitely. In terms of gigs, have you got any planned for 2021? Because I know it's obviously really hard to put a timescale on when you we're going to be back in uh, in venues. But have you got any initial plans in place? No, I don't think uh, so. Well, we we've uh, I don't know. We got got to be careful what we say, really. But like, I mean, we've had interest from people certainly asking us for like support in places, um, whether anything comes with that you don't really know you just gotta sit and have your fingers crossed really but um it's really hard to say i mean when when it all kicked off maybe last january we had enough gigs to see us through for most of the year sort of through to september and to have them all sort of pulled from under you yeah is uh well it's the same for everyone really it's the same story i'm sure for every other band out there but it, it, it it's not it's a bit weird because, like you say, when you, when you're asking us um, about releases and and audiences, and uh, it's sort of strange. You can't really measure it because most bands gig, and that's how they get noticed. 
Whereas we've gone the other way. We're very much relying on the music that we're releasing on on a record basis, on like from the studio. I mean, I think we played. We've only played one gig mm. that has showcased a lot of our new music. From from so like three or four songs have only been heard once in a gig that we've released, which is which is probably it's not very usual, really, is it? You're like usually when you're playing at a gig you'd showcase any new music that you you've got coming out yeah. whereas we're very much going the other way we release it and then if we're lucky we'll be able to play that to a small group of people at yeah. some point it's, it's, yeah. it's just a bit weird really well i find that interesting because um it's like obviously this year we've spoken to a lot of bands about uh releasing music in the current climate whether it's worth it because obviously you can't play it live and stuff like that but obviously you've gone the opposite way you're not playing it live you're just releasing it so what do you think that's like a good idea well obviously you must do but like i think it's it's something that tides you over more than anything you can't go out and gig so you sort of put your creativity into writing stuff and especially like you can't meet up at the minute um with this lockdown so you can individually write stuff and like send it across to each other and that sort of process, it keeps you ticking over, really. Yeah. I think that's that's pretty much. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Really, it's 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 really tricky, isn't it? To sort of, there's not there's not really a right or wrong answer there. It's more it's yeah. more you got to do the best you can with what you got, really. Um, yeah, it's more down to like the band preference, I suppose. But uh, I think we were quite lucky actually, because like I say, we managed to fit some studio time in in between these lockdowns and um a lot of bands wouldn't have had that opportunity so whereas some bands might be doing home recordings we've actually managed to get in and do some quality recording yeah so, so what do you make of like uh recording in the studio compared to playing live like in terms of audience feedback do you feel like you get more from responses online or when you actually see the in-person reaction uh, in-person reaction is always better, isn't it, really? But um, the response online, is put, it gives you more perspective, I suppose. Because, like, really, in reality, at this moment in time, when we're playing in front of a live audience or when we can play in front of a live audience, um, it's relatively local. I mean, we do we do travel a bit, but not, not, not much. And um, whereas online, it sort of gives you more perspective. You can see where people are listening to music. And that's Bit of interest in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just, it gives you, well, it's shocking sometimes. I mean, we were like a fair few uh, plays in America, Canada and things like that, which you don't, we don't expect that. Like we're just, at the end of the day, we're just making music that we like. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always nice to get people up dancing and smiling and so, usually after a few, uh, <laughs> so um, in terms of like new music what is the plan for 2021 is the ep singles album like what's going to be coming uh, i think we're focusing on singles to be honest um we're we're always sort of everyone's got their own opinion in the band and we're always we're always um having different ideas of whether we want to release EPs, singles, albums. It's, it always changes. 
you know, one day you might, one week you might go in and be like, yeah, we're going to release three singles. Yeah. The other week you might think, oh, well, let's, let's try and do an album, you know. And it's always, it's always the toss up of what we sort of want to do and what we think is going to get a good amount of interest. And um, I think at the moment, from what I understand, I think we're all sort of on the same page saying that we want to get as much out as we, as we can um, concentrate on the single side of things. Um, just so we can show people consistently what what we're doing and, and uh, what what our sound is and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I I don't think plans change all the time, which is is something <laughs> that I think is getting reiterated through lockdowns all over the place. But um, I mean, we had a plan to sort of through till sort of June July to release, I think four four singles. But, um, you know, that could change again. <laughs> I mean, we're already a month behind on that. So, But there's no rush as well. So there's no pressure from anywhere because we've got no no gigs or anything like that. So it's um, it's, it's a tricky one, really. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, hopefully we'll get we'll get a lot of... Uh, we'll get some new music out there in the uh, coming months, really. Uh, when, we can't really say, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully soon. Yeah, well, I suppose... Um look into the future it's quite difficult right now but I suppose if I was going to ask both of you about what your dream would be for the band in 10 years time where do you Bloody see hell. yourselves do you see yourselves playing Glastonbury sold out like what what is the final ambition for Taxi with Strangers <laughs> what, what what do you think Niall sorry I just froze up then but I think I got the gist of the question but, um I think it'd be nice to be playing at, uh, you know, these huge festivals and stuff like that. And I think it's a dream for anyone, isn't it, really? But uh, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. It's, we're, we're making the right sort of music. We're, we're making enough music. We're working hard enough. So hopefully if stuff gets sorted out, then why not, I suppose? I don't know about headlining sold out, but I'd quite happily settle for like small fans. <laughs> 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 we might settle for going to Glastonbury. <laughs> we're just buying a ticket. <laughs> but yeah, no, we we have we have good ambitions, and like I think maybe what was it a year ago? I think we got asked the same question: Where do you want to be? And we said, well, sort of playing Manchester, Newcastle, Liverpool. Yeah, um, and that's sort of being achieved. Well, not now, but it, it, it's being achievable now, and. So hopefully in, in another couple of years, we might be uh, getting bigger still, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep plugging. I suppose as a band, you've got to have that sort of aspiration of, well, what's the point in doing it? Yeah, Definitely. You, you know what I mean? Um, so uh, just another quick one. If you could support for any band, who would it be? That's a good question. <laughs> Oh, I'd probably go for something like uh, again. Circle Waves was class when when I saw them, so that that would be fun. But Arctic Monkeys for me, it's got to be as cliche as that sounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be them. Just to sort of talk to my elders would be a, a <laughs> <bit of> cool. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to do support for a band like Stereo Lab or something like that. But I'm not sure if we're if we're the right sort of music for that. See, because be I cool. know exactly what support, 
they would be sports team, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. I don't know with Jake. Jake could be like night cafe or yeah, it probably would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. So like, but for me, I reckon Art the Monkeys. But that is ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take anything. <laughs> Possible. I don't know if you saw Matt Helder's interview that I did last night. I can't remember who it was with. He um, announced that there is a new album. In the- yeah, I'd seen that. Yeah. Uh, what What did you make of the last album? Oh, see, it was hit and miss with me. I really liked it. It's I thought good. it was brilliant. It is good. I think it was a. I don't, again, you got to be careful what you say, but I think it was. It was more heavily focused on um, Alex Turner, wasn't it? More than definitely, definitely than the band. But it was good music, so you can't you can't really say out about it. Really, they're just talented, aren't they? <laughs> I think Alex Turner is starting his sort of descent into a David Bowie character. Yeah. You think, I, you think I, that's I, where he's going? Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. He's going to start. Because obviously it's more of a theoretical album. We're talking about a fucking hotel on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can see him going that way. And like, probably next he'll be talking about a fucking lizard in space or something. <laughs> it'll, it'll, but it'll still be good. <laughs> It's just streets away from that, like, young 17 album, isn't it? Where it's, like, they're talking about going out on nights out and... Wordplay was still there, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I mean, this year, it's 10 years since Alex Turner released the Submarine EP. I don't know if you're both aware of that. Yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant um, album. Again, like, that that, that whole... Well, I mean, the film's class, but... Um, See, that's where I sort of, from then on, you can sort of see Alex Turner in his own light, really, separate from the band, I think, because I think Tranquility sort of draws a lot of, it draws on a lot of sort of, it's sort of a similar vibe to Submarine's album, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it's more Alex Turner as a songwriter rather than, um, I'd say, the band as a whole, really. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, I suppose uh, in terms of Arctic Monkeys, they are one of my favourite bands. Even though, you know, self popular and it is probably cliche, but I just find them absolutely unreal. So for both of you, if you could take one album onto a desert island, listen to it for the rest of your life, which album would it be? Because, I mean, no pressure, because I ask this question to a lot of bands and it changes every time. So, yeah, it's something that changes. I think at the minute, it would be um, uh, Wide Awake by Parquet Courts, like an American sort of punky band. And the, the, it's the most recent album. It's just fantastic all the way through. It's one of them you don't get sick of listening to. So, definitely. Fair, fair. I can't say I've actually heard of it. It's, it's like, that's that, that, that question was just like, what's your favourite Arctic Monkeys album? <laughs> 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 It's a very, it's a very touchy subject, but I say you gotta be careful what you say. Um, but yeah, favorite worst nightmare, probably. Yeah, I think that's actually probably the most. It's just brilliant. There's well. a bad track on it. Hmm. I, I don't know about that. It's it, yeah, there, there isn't a bad track on it. No, I think for me, I, the one I always go back to is Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust by David Bowie. Fair play. And um, obviously the spiders from Mars, being from Hull, I'm from Hull, a little bit of <laughs> a connection. 
it's a very loose claim to fame. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> I don't know how much like whole music gets promoted. To be honest, I don't really see much about it. But like, obviously, both of you were fans like um, House Martins and Beautiful South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, obviously Paul Eaton grew up literally like two streets away from me, and it, he's got one of the most like unique voices in the world. Definitely. Unique yeah. songwriting as well. Oh yeah, definitely. And then I try and sing, and it sounds nothing like him. I- <laughs> <laughs> you say that because, like, I've heard of both bands, and neither of them I didn't know that they were from Paul. So, like you say, it's, it's mm. like it's tricky. Like people, put, people who won't make that distinction. Whereas you, you know, Liverpool and Manchester, everyone you can people rattle off a list of bands that are from that yeah. area. So it's it's interesting you say that. Yeah, I never really thought about it. No, that's the thing. Like, if it's from Liverpool or Manchester, for example, it's like, oh yeah, they're a Manchester band. But if it's anywhere else, it's just not. No. Yeah. I mean, when we first, when we were first releasing music, like the amount of times that people get get where you're wrong from on radio stations and stuff, or they'll just sort of make a judgment. Oh, they're, they're up north in the northwest. They're near sort of. <laughs> from Manchester. They just <laughs> lump us in with them. <laughs> Manchester well, not from Manchester. <laughs> but I suppose if that's what it takes to get played on the radio, then yeah, we'll be from wherever you want to be. <laughs> I um I got asked this question last night. Um who is the worst Manchester band? <sighs> and this was like just like generic ones, so obviously your Cortinas, your Oasis, your Stone Roses. And um, yeah, I'd just like to know what you think. That's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. I suppose it's a nice way to sort of take the focus out of like the 90s Manchester music scene, but I don't know. That's that's a tricky one as well. Um, if I tell you the one I said, I might make it easy. 1975. Ah, see, I'm probably, yeah. But I like no, they from Manchester. Yeah. I like their early stuff, but I'm probably on the same page. Going off like recent music and recent albums, I'd probably say, yeah, similar, 1975. Yeah. <laughs> Cop out of that, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 Otherwise, in terms of like bands that on a... See, I was I, I heard something quite interesting the other day, which was like, um, if you look at it, uh, bands from Manchester, uh, how how they're received in other other areas of the country is very, very different to how they were, how they're received in Manchester. Like, Coutinho is a massive, uh, massive example of that. It's like, maybe down in London, they're a good band, they're getting played a lot, but nothing compared to, say, if they were gigging in, um, in Manchester. So it, it, it's very interesting that, like, the Coutinho is a very much famous in Manchester but like are they as well known in other places that's the thing and, and and yeah they are but they're not not as big do you know what I mean which I think is quite nice to be fair because playing in your hometown is is always always going to be a nicer gig isn't it when you yeah yeah definitely I suppose the distinction there would be um like Kasabian because obviously they were probably the same height in Leicester as what Cortinas are in Manchester, but I feel like Kasabian are more renowned across the country. 
Like you wouldn't yeah. say order a Leicester band, would you? You just say oh, just a UK massive wolf to wear a massive band. And, uh, yeah, yeah, quite weird. Yeah, but um, I suppose I've got we've got a couple, some time left. I'd just like to talk about another little touchy subject: rip pop bands. I don't know what your uh, your thoughts are. So you know, you've got your Stereophonics, your Pulp, your Blair, your Oasis. What do you rank them all? Who's top? Because personally, I've never really listened to Blair that much, but I have been, and I think they're bloody fantastic. You know, I thought the question was going to be the worst Britpop band. No, and no. Sorry, I was going to say Blur. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a tricky question as well, isn't it? Because like... Well, one sec, let's just go back. Why don't you like Blur? Uh, just, I'm uh, not a fan of the... <laughs> Uh, band members. Oh, yeah. you, Drummer's a politician now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not a fan. They're all right. The gorillas, gorillas are better, you know. Damon Albarn, as an individual, is more talented than the Gallagher's. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah quite possibly. <laughs> I think... Oh, with Oasis is tricky because you've got to see past that sort of egotistical arrogance. I suppose that's the same with a lot of Britpop bands, but once you see past that, Noel Gallagher, he's absolutely brilliant songwriter, isn't he? Like, you can't, I don't think you can, yeah, people might not like Oasis, but as based on like a songwriting, just on the songwriting, he's very, very good. I think, again, Jarvis Cocker and, 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 Pulp, like Disco 2000, brilliant record. Yeah. You know, how, how many people can say they don't like a song like that? I mean, I don't know. I, I think they're also very good, but I don't, I wouldn't say I like Pulp that much. But it's weird because for me, it's it's definitely on an album basis, I'd say Oasis, but on um, individual song, I'd say Pulp. Yeah, Pulp's one of them. When it comes on in the club, yeah. you absolutely lose your head. Like, <laughs> it just goes like, yeah. No, I can't remember what his other massive one. I mean, he's had loads, but Common People probably. That's the one. Yeah. So yeah, another. That's another brilliant record. Yeah, definitely. Misshapes is Misshapes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Good track. Yeah. Uh, just to go back to Hull, Jarvis Cocker actually um, is like a part owner of a club in Hull. <laughs> Hull is one of the biggest bloody cities for bands at the moment. It's just not getting the recognition. It's I'm going to be bumping it with every podcast from now on. <laughs> Too right. Yeah. <laughs> um, need, need to get ourselves over there. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, for upcoming bands, it's probably quite a good little place to come because in terms of bands coming out of Hull at the moment, it's not too big. So there will be. Hey, boys from there, though, isn't he? Um... Um, oh, I can't have forgotten his name. Uh, it'll come to me. Uh, <laughs> he's anyway, a young lad. He's massive. Oh, I'm not too sure. Punk, he does punk music. Well, he started out punk music. What is that? I'll Google it one second because that's going to really annoy me now. Where's the go-to place in Hull then for uh, for like smaller gigs? Uh, there's a few polar bear. Definitely one. Right. Um, there was a big campaign to save it because it was closing due to COVID. It got saved. Absolutely. There's also a big like festival called the Sesh, 
and <laughs> that's like a massive thing for upcoming bands. So definitely look into it because uh, class. It's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to overtake cities like Leeds in in the area for upcoming bands. Definitely, definitely need to get over there. And it was Youngblood. Youngblood. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so where can we find Taxi with Strangers online? Um, Spotify, YouTube, follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Is there, is there a Twitter? There is a Twitter. There is. Twitter. 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 Well, there you go. Yeah. I don't know how well that's made. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know it existed. There was one there. Uh, I used to do it, but I've changed my phone and haven't downloaded it. So I need to get back to the top of that. But um, yeah, um, mainly just the socials Facebook, Instagram. Right. They're our main two, but then all sort of major streaming platforms as well. Yeah, Apple uh, Music, Spotify. Uh, I think there's a there's a bunch of weird ones that I, I don't know about. Um, <laughs> I think we're on Google Play or something like that as well. Don't know about YouTube. <laughs> who subscribes to music on YouTube? <laughs> I don't trust those people. <laughs> Great. Well, all the links will be in the description below. Toby Nile, thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, nice one, mate. Brilliant. And um, yeah, we'll see you later. Thanks for watching.